Hey, welcome back to the Rookie Homesteader. My name is Ross Landry. I'm a beginner getting into homesteading. Today is November 28th, 2022. I've owned land for about three months now, uh, a little less, pretty pretty close to three months, um, including the one month that I was just trespassing on the land and acting like I own the place. So two months officially owning it and one month of trespassing and pretending I owned it. And... Uh, yeah, today I want to talk about the house. So for the first couple months, I really was just ignoring the house because there there's so much to be done in the house that it was kind of overwhelming. And I just wasn't ready to even take that on at first. So I started with renovating a shed partially. And, uh, and now that's changed. I'm actually putting some work into the house. And, um, and also I bought a big piece of equipment, a sawmill. So I'll be talking about that today as well. Okay, so the house. Do you want the good news or the bad news first? Well, this is a podcast, so that's a rhetorical question. I'm going to give you the bad news first. That's my preference. So the bad news is that the house is structurally questionable because of termite damage in the floor joists. Smells gross because of mold and God knows what. It's filled with garbage and poorly insulated and it has no plumbing and there's definitely mice living in there or rather there used to be mice living there i've seen the all the evidence that there was mice there but i think they're gone now okay so that's the bad news but the good news well there's a few things but i'd say the most exciting bit of good news is that the electricity works so this this really shocked me no pun intended, electricity working, shocked me. Um, so that really surprised me. I didn't even try any of the lights or the outlets or anything. I didn't touch the breaker panel. I just assumed that I was going to have to do at least a little work to get the electricity working. And I wasn't worried about that. I, I know a fair bit about wiring. Um, and I was going to get a new breaker panel, hook up to the, you know, power was already connected to the house from the power grid and I just figured the power panel need to be replaced. Got to call the utility company, get them to turn the, the electricity back on, might need a new meter, you know, whatever. I thought it was gonna be a little bit of work, a little bit of hassle. <clears throat> Didn't even try it. Then my girlfriend Isabel comes up for the weekend. I had rented a dumpster and we were going to throw a bunch of garbage out of the house into the dumpster, which we did. Uh, but I'll get to that in a second. And she just plugged in a radio. I was upstairs taking a video of the house, like a before video. And uh, she just was found this radio and wanted to turn it on so we could listen to music while we were cleaning up the house. And I heard the radio turn on and I thought, oh, I guess she plugged it into the battery because I had a big battery hooked up to a power inverter and she could have plugged it into that. Uh, I come downstairs. I'm like, hey, the radio works. And she said, yeah, the radio works. And, uh, you know, we kind of celebrated for a second. It was fun. And then I look over and I see the radios plugged into the wall. And I was just stunned. <laughs> and I was like, wait, the power works. Like you're, the radios plugged in just to the regular outlet. And she's like, oh yeah, huh. <laughs> and we both just kind of took in what that meant. The implication that, wow, yeah, the, 
the electricity works in the house. And I, I just, I thought there was no way. So that was really exciting. It's still exciting. You know, I should correct myself too. I said that there's no plumbing. There's not zero plumbing. I just realized today that the, there's a toilet in the bathroom that flushes. So I tried that today. It was full of this nasty yellow fluid. And when we were cleaning up the house a couple weeks ago, throwing stuff in the dumpster, uh, I came across the toilet and just didn't want to deal with it. It's, you know, full of this, this nasty yellow liquid. And, uh, I was thinking I'm going to have to like get some kind of pump to get that out or I don't know. Just didn't even want to deal with it. And then today I was over, I was over on the land, um, working over there and, uh, I got the idea, Hey, why don't I try just flushing it kind of in line with trying electricity? Like, Hey, let's just see if this works because there is a septic system on site and for all I know, that's still hooked up and works fine. So, so what I did was I took a five gallon jug of water that I had in the shop and I brought that over and I dumped that into the holding tank on the top of the toilet and I just gave it a flush and it, and it sure enough, it drained and I, I ran down to the basement, which is pretty close to where the bathroom is. And I could hear the water running through PVC pipes and out of the house, presumably into the septic system. So toilet flushes. So there's not zero plumbing. And that's actually a pretty big win to my mind. If there's PVC pipes that lead to a septic system and allow me to flush a toilet uh, and potentially I could drain some gray water out through that same plumbing. Uh, so that's, that's big actually. Um, so what I mean really is there's not running water. When I say there's no plumbing, there's not running water. So the, as I've mentioned a few times, all the, the copper pipes that were running water through the house have been ripped out and not replaced. The, there is a drilled well on the property and that is run through a trench into the basement, but the, that doesn't work. I actually haven't tried that. So I don't know for sure that that doesn't work. But, uh, as far as I know, I don't know if that works and it probably, probably doesn't, but I could be wrong. Other things seem to work. So who knows? Um, but there is at the very least, I don't have a uh, pressure tank. The, the, uh, pressure tank, like you would, you run the pump and then there's the pressure tank. That the pump goes into to fill like 40 gallons or something. Um, is that right? It might even be less than that. I think most of them are less than that, but whatever you, you fill some volume of water and pressurize it in this tank. And that's what runs it through the house. That pressure tank was all rotted out. We threw it away a few weeks ago. Um, so we'll see if the pump works or not, but for now I don't have running water in the house. Okay. So the mice don't actually live in the house anymore. I don't think the electricity works. The toilet flushes. There's a well that probably just needs a pump to be serviced and a new pressure tank. And then, okay, yeah, plumbing to anywhere that you actually wanna run water, but that's no big deal. I think I can handle that. The house is full of garbage, but as I've been saying, I rented a dumpster and with Isabel's help, we threw a ton of garbage out into the dumpster and there's still a lot of junk in the house, but way, way less. So you might be thinking, wow, the house sounds like it's shaping up pretty good. If you're not thinking that, I don't blame you. There's still a lot of problems with the house. So, but yeah, it does kind of feel like this isn't so bad. Um, there's the the structural issues. 
are still an open question. The smell is still smelly, uh, but it's getting better. I've been leaving the, the doors open and the windows open as much as I can. Whenever I'm there, I leave it wide open. And then even sometimes at night when I leave, I'll leave a window open or, or a door open, depending on what the weather is going to be. And, uh, and that is sort of the, the air is starting to circulate and clean out a little bit, but I think there is still just, um, there's new stale air being created by the moldy drywall, uh, nasty subfloor in the kitchen, um, you know, just mildew and whatever. There's just, there's just gross. There's a grossness in the air that, uh, I think open windows and open doors isn't going to take care of in in its entirety. What needs to happen is some more stuff needs to be thrown away. Um, old drywall, slimy cabinets, plywood, nasty subfloor plywood. That's all just, um, not rotten, but not, not clean either. A lot of that stuff just needs to get ripped out. I, the, there's several rooms in the house just need to be fully gutted to the studs, like just down to the two by fours and floor joists. And that'll be good for the air quality. And then it'll also help kind of see what's going on with the structural issues. So that's my next step is getting, scraping down some of the junk one layer further. This, this past uh, initiative of renting the dumpster and throwing away some garbage was really just throwing out the stuff that was on the floor. There was, I mean, the old carpets that were really nasty. Um, what, let me think, what was it? It's hard to even keep track of what it was, but just a bunch of random garbage, to be honest. I don't even feel like trying to give examples of the things we were throwing away, but it was just stuff, you know, it wasn't the house. It wasn't any of the actual elements of the house itself. It was stuff in the house. And now I think I need to rent another dumpster um, to get some of the actual construction materials out of the house that are just no good anymore and are making the air nasty. So now I'm going to take another break from the house. Um, Just put that on pause. Use it for what it is right now. It's a good source of electricity. It's good storage space, dry storage space. It's, um, yeah, mainly that storage space and electricity. I, I set up a desk in there and it's a good place to work. If it's cold out, I, I plugged in a little electric space heater in one of the rooms. That's the most cleaned out. And also, uh, the air is, is a little less stinky in there. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's a decent place where if I'm there working on the land and I need to be doing my day job, working online, I can plug in my SpaceX satellite get Wi-Fi that way, um, set up at that desk that I've got set up in the living room near these big glass sliding doors and, uh, and just get some work done online. And then when I have breaks, I'm able to go out and work on the land. So, so it's really being, it, the building's already useful right now, even though it's still in tough shape, as you can tell from, from what I've been saying, it, it has its qualities and it has its purpose and, and usefulness. But putting that on pause for now, and refocusing on landscaping and forestry, which brings us to the sawmill. Okay, so I'm really excited about the sawmill. I bought this thing from Woodland Mills, a company in Canada. What it is, it's a bandsaw with a 14 horsepower motor, these long steel tracks, 
and you roll a log onto it and you can cut it up into lumber. Cut it into boards, two by fours, two by sixes, uh, beams for timber framing, that sort of thing. So initially I was looking at Alaskan chainsaw mills. I have all these trees on the land and some of them I'd like to cut down to clear some space for gardening. And it's actually a problem of what to do with the wood. So trying to decide what to do with the wood, with the logs. And uh, ideally I'd love to turn into lumber. I need a lot of lumber. I need to do something with all these logs that will come out of dropping some trees to make space for the gardens. Um, so yeah, it just seems like it'd be perfect if I could make my own lumber. So I started looking to Alaskan chainsaw mills, which is basically, it's like a jig that you put your chainsaw into and you can slide your chainsaw over a log and cut it up into boards that way or, or beams, whatever the case may be. So that appealed to me because I wanted to buy a nice chainsaw anyway. And then it's fairly inexpensive. You can spend like 50 to $200, depending on how quality you want to get and, uh, and get this, this accessory to put your chainsaw into. If you want, you can get a certain type of chain to go on the chainsaw. Like a, they call it a ripping chain. I think, um, you get a ripping chain and that can help a little bit. Um, but it, it is kind of a slow, uh, arduous way to cut wood from what I can tell. It's, um, cause you're making a thick cut, you know, the chainsaw blade is like three eighths of an inch thick or something, depending on the chainsaw. And, uh, you don't really need to make that thick of a cut when you're milling lumber. So ideally you'd use a much thinner saw blade, like a bandsaw. Um, those are much more expensive is the trade-off. So, so I kind of had a decision to make if I wanted to buy a really nice chainsaw, buy, uh, a chainsaw mill jig and go that way or invest in this, um, a bandsaw mill. And I, I ended up buying a bandsaw mill. So I looked around, did some research on the different ma- different companies that manufacture these things. Um, don't put any stock in the fact that I chose Woodland Mills. Their price was the best. I've heard good things about their customer service, um, the specs, are comparable to other companies that do it. So, but I don't know. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say in the future if I would actually recommend these mills, but right now that's just, that was just my best guess based on some research I did online as to which way to go. So, um, you know, fingers crossed. And right now I'm in the process of setting up the mill and I will say that so far I'm impressed. The instructions have been really clear the parts that they sent me all seem to be of high quality as far as I can tell. Um, yeah, so far I'm, I'm kind of cautiously optimistic. Things feel good, um, but I haven't run the mill yet. So we'll see. I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it. So, so I got this thing in, um, I ordered it maybe a month ago, a couple weeks later, it comes in this giant cardboard box on a steel pallet, basically. Uh, it's like, it isn't like a steel cage actually. And, uh, it comes in its own freight shipping, you know, and it's a tractor trailer truck, a guy with uh, an electric pallet jack drops it off. And, um, yeah, it just, it almost looks like those boxes, the big cardboard boxes that refrigerators come in, but even a little bigger. 
and um, it took me a couple hours just to unpack the thing. And then I last this past Saturday, I spent most of the day starting to assemble it. I assembled the tracks. I started assembling the cutting head, so like where the motor actually drives the bandsaw, and um, and putting that whole frame together. And uh, it was pretty straightforward. Again, knock on wood, I'm not done yet, but I'm getting pretty close to having it fully assembled. And so far, all the parts have been there, and the instructions make sense, and I'm feeling pretty good about the whole thing. Okay, so I think that's all I'm going to say about that for now. Again, the basic plan is that I'm going to want to cut down some trees to make space for gardens, and I'd like to turn those those logs into lumber, and I'm going to try to do it with this bandsaw mill. So more on that later in future episodes, that is, if that seems worth it, I really don't know. I think it's, in theory, it could pay for itself pretty quickly um, with the savings of getting the lumber directly from the land instead of having to buy lumber at a hardware store. Um, and especially I could get some really high quality woods too. I've got black locust, I've got cedar, I've got some, some really nice trees on the land. Um, some of which are in places that I'd like to open up. So it really could be a win-win if I can drop some of these trees that are inconveniently located and harvest that lumber to do useful things on the, on the homestead, turning it into infrastructure, like sheds, a barn, uh, a sauna, an outhouse, stuff like that. Um, so that's, that's the plan. And, and as I said, that's, I'm, I'm going to leave it there for now and, uh, and report back in a couple months when I, when I know more about how it's actually going in reality. But I guess I should add the price. I, I'd be curious about the price if I were listening. So it was 5,000 bucks. So, you know, a really nice chainsaw and a, in an Alaskan chainsaw mill might've been a thousand bucks, maybe 900 for a really high quality chainsaw and another hundred bucks for the, the Alaskan chainsaw mill fixture. Um, something like that. That's just a ballpark. So a thousand bucks, I could have gotten the most entry level bandsaw mill for 2,500 is the starting price for the kits from this company. I, I purchased it from Woodland Mills. Um, but I did go to the, to a bigger category of bandsaw mill just so I could handle bigger logs. That's the difference. The, the $5,000 mill kit handles, I think it's up to 30 inch diameter logs whereas the uh, the less expensive model handles smaller logs. So yeah, TBD, if that was worth it, um, more on that later. I should probably also provide an update on just the homestead economics in general, how the whole money balancing act is going. Unfortunately, I'm overdue to do some personal accounting. So I couldn't even tell you what the numbers are right now because I've just been so busy with working my day job, trying to work on the homestead, all the other stuff that life throws at you that I actually haven't done a thorough accounting of my personal finances right now. So I don't even know how much money I have right now, which is very unlike me. Usually I'm pretty diligent about tracking my finances. So I can't tell you how much money I have right now or how much I've spent on the homestead. But I will give some kind of ballpark figures just to update the listener on what kind of money I'm spending and and how that's all going to work. So I put $30,000 down on 
the land when I bought it. So the land cost me $230,000. I hope I mentioned that in a previous episode. That's a it's a key piece of information. So if I if I haven't said that already, I'm sorry, but that's that's what it cost. Um, so I put $30,000 down and I borrowed $200,000 from my parents in like an official mortgage. So I have $2,000 a month in mortgage payments that I make to them. And um, yeah, so I put 30 grand down plus $2,000 a month for the next 10 years. I'm going to end up paying like $240,000 because of the interest. So I'm actually, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a real mortgage agreement I have with them. Um, so I'll end up paying like $40,000 over 10 years in interest and then paying off the $200,000 of principal of the loan. Um, so obviously that $30,000 down payment put a big dent in my savings. Um, you know, depending on how you counted my money before that I had like 50 to $60,000 of, um, free cash sort of depending on how much I was going to take from my retirement accounts and on how the stock market was doing that day. Uh, stock market has been going down lately. So that actually has, uh, impacted my finances as well, but, but not, not really in a, in a horrible way. So 30 grand down payment, and then just spent the five grand on the mill. Obviously that was a big expense. Um, spent about a thousand bucks on the dumpster rental. I've bought miscellaneous equipment, not any one thing that was super expensive, but kind of a lot of small things that are kind of expensive. Um, so I ended up buying a small 40 CC 16 inch bar husk bar and a chainsaw. That was about $240. I bought a steel, I'll call it a weed whacker. It's actually like a combination kit that can be a weed whacker, but you can put different, um, attachments on it that do different things. So like I got a brush cutter attachment that goes on it. So that costs $350 plus another hundred for the weed whacker attachment. So I ended up spending almost $500 on this, that on that power tool. Um, bought a ratchet set. I bought wrench, a wrench set. I bought a tool bag, you know, just a lot of little things like that. So again, I wish I could tell you, and I really should know exactly how much money I've sunk into this project so far, but I couldn't at the moment. But yeah, I'd say it's somewhere approaching $40,000 altogether, something like that, something like $40,000 that I've spent so far. All right. Uh, That's about the best I can do right now for a financial update. I'll try to give a better update on the money situation once I've done some of my personal accounting, some of the bookkeeping. Um, But yeah, I think that's, that's a wrap for now. So I'll try to keep these episodes coming at once a month or so to give an update on how this whole project's coming along. Over the next month, I'm hoping to finish assembling my bandsaw mill, drop a tree, buck the tree into logs, roll the logs over the bandsaw mill, cut it into lumber. So fingers crossed, hopefully in a month, I'm releasing another episode like this to tell you how great that's going. And, uh, And I'll be posting pictures of my fresh cut boards and two by fours onto Instagram at rookie underscore homesteader. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you in a month or so.